2: TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS. Like Scott Zimmer, Bruce Sutherland, and Chase Walters. Coming up on TMS... If you're married, cut it in half. Simply drawing
3: Santa Claus all the time. All for one and none for all. Please mind the kid's gap. Looking at John's ham. Zoe's soft core calendar. Still require
2: that teat. At the law office of Strawberry Lemon and White. Backwards address bullshit. Calendar etiquette. Napoleon, give me some of your frites.
3: Charcuterie board.
2: What is athlete? Ikea nightly. Going postal with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream.
3: All we need to do is find the tooth of a baby crocodile, the blood of a pigeon, and the pubes of a virgin. And then we just have to burn them all before sunset. What's the world coming to is all I'm saying.
2: The Morning Stream. Don't eat that. It's Pluto. Pluto. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for December 11th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett.
3: It's 121123. 12, 11, 23. 12 plus 11 equals 23, Scott. What? No one told me this before the show? I just it just dawned on me as I was looking at the date to see if there were any like palindromes or anything. <laughs> I love stuff like that.
2: <laughs> I know you do. I like this one even more because it's like a it's kind of a cool math thing you don't think of right away. It's not an obvious yeah. pattern, right? You have to, right.
3: you have to put right. your head to it. Nice and job. It- and you Europeans, it works for you, too. Yeah, it does work for you guys. Yeah. Either Sometimes way, whatever we get those you things it. that don't, you know, don't work for both of us. Now, no, no, it's, it's, uh, it works for both, works for That's both a, of this, us.
2: By the way, the way you know that Bo Schwartz handles the dating or putting the date information on my docs <laughs> when I do core is that he does uh, that backwards address bullshit that yeah, the Canadians yeah. do. So thanks, day, Canada. Day, month, year. Yeah, yeah, they love that up there. So it's fine. And I understand why you guys think it's better. I think you might even be right. But we're stubborn a-holes down here, all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard for us to change. If I could, I would change us to, uh, it's not the same thing, but I would change us to metric tomorrow if, if I could. I think one sure. generation could struggle with it, and then after that, we'd all be good and in the clear. Why we don't do it, I don't know. But I'm here and ready. Brian's ready. We're ready for I'm me- ready. metric. We're ready. Yeah. yeah, I'll do Celsius. I don't give a shit about Fahrenheit. I really don't.
3: <laughs> I think I'm I'm more ready for metric than I am for for uh, daylight savings time to just be straight across the board. Because I think about that like, oh man, it would be so great to get rid of it. Yeah. And then uh, I'm out in the car and it's 3 o'clock and the sun is already starting to get close to the mountains and start to go down. And I think, would I be okay with this being two o'clock and <laughs> you be like this like dark at four uh in the middle of november and december like uh maybe maybe not maybe well, this is not
2: what we want don't we uh we just have to flip to the other one right and yeah, that's then, the one we stay with right is that the one we stay with I well that's the that one that i would want it, to stay with for the same reasons you're describing i want longer day hours uh or 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 sorry it wouldn't later change it wouldn't
3: change how many hours but it would um, it just means that our mornings would be darker. Right. So, like, it would be 9 o'clock or 8, eight o'clock and it would still be dark outside or something. This is probably why it'll
2: never change, right? Because people don't like that and they don't like the other either. They want to have both. I cold. think so.
3: I think that's that's the whole—I mean, that's why it's uh, it's so hard to adopt that shift or, or get rid of that shift. And they do it in Arizona, but Arizona, you, you guys
2: don't have climate reasons why you would— this messes you up like you don't have cold yeah. winters and they're used to it i state. think they're
3: used to it and I, I, that'd be a good question for uh for tanner sometime or any of our Arizonans yeah. uh Nicole being a former Arizonan yeah. did it get weird did it did it really suck in the winter months when uh when either it was super dark late in the morning or it was super dark early in the afternoon i don't know which uh yeah uh which one they were on but yeah was it yeah. a
2: problem because right now they're us they're they're mountain Um, because we had to switch around core for John. John's in Arizona.
3: Oh, is he? Oh, so he'd be another person to ask. Yeah, Yeah. I'd be curious.
2: So he used to start the show at five. He now starts it, or no, he used to start it at four his time. And when our time changed, it was like, well, I can't start it at three. Sure. So, so I bumped up to before you, you, yeah, you and Bo had to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sucky. For us, but also for them, because they they have to tell everyone that they have the time that never changes. So you have to work around me. It's all it's all jacked. We either have to do this together or don't do it at all. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Whole country at once, all for one world, or all for none. That's right. All for one, all for none. Wait, that doesn't work. All for (laughs) all for all
3: for one one and or none for all. Something like that. There's a there's something.
2: That's it right there. Yeah. Anyway, we hope you had a good weekend. Uh, ours was busy, mostly with little kids, but uh, there was a, a bunch of stuff going on. And after the kids got picked up yesterday, Kim and I decided... It used to be a thing we'd do all the time when our kids were little. We'd go to the mall a lot. We loved the mall, sure. all right? Sure. Pull out the stroller, yeah. take a kid with you, uh, sure. roll around in there, especially during the holidays. Uh, spend too much time in software, etc., uh, Kim would go to Crate and Barrel and spend way too much time in there. This sort of stuff, and so we thought we'd go That's relive right. a little bit of that. You, you go to New York Express. I'm going to go hang out in Babbages. Exactly. That's where I wanted to be. That's where my heart was.
3: <laughs> right. Exactly.
2: You know, she can spend time in Sephora all she wants, but yes, let me exactly. please go to the cool stores. But anyway, we would go. Yeah. We would. We decided to go there, and we went in there, and we got a, a steak and cheese thing at the at the food court. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. From Great Steak. Which I oh, know.
3: the great steak escape? Yeah, is like that it? those Yeah, those are good. Yeah.
2: So we had that. Uh boy, those prices have gone up. Anyway. Yeah. Did you get uh wizwit? Uh no, <laughs> I got uh what did we get? We got some we got a big one and then cut it in half.
3: Oh yeah. Which yeah, is the way to
2: do too. it if you're married. Um, you, eat, you eat less <laughs> and you're going to share yeah. it anyway. So do that.
3: exactly. Might as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: Skip the fries because those are no good for me anymore. Um, yeah. And we just, you know, chilled. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was a mall that we used to go to all the time when we first got married. So this is a little bit of nostalgia. Christmas shit everywhere. All
4: sure. that kind of
2: stuff. But I have to say this about a couple of stores. Uh, There's... There's a couple of chain stores like The Gap and The Gap Kids, and then there's this other one, and I forgot the name of it. I think it starts with an F, but it's like The Gap, but it's big and white and open, and there's like a version for kids and a big version for adults. Mm, okay, They may All even right. be owned by The Gap people. I don't even know. Um, mm-hmm. who, who, or I think they also own uh, – what's that other one? Oh, I forgot the other one. It was big in the 90s. Anyway,
5: hmm.
2: they uh, they have this Lego store in there next to The Kids Gap. And the Lego store has a line that is three lines or three loops deep. waiting, oh God. Waiting to get in there. Waiting right? to get into the Lego store. To the Lego store. And there's a guy out front holding a sign saying, uh, we're at capacity. Please stand by so he doesn't have to keep repeating it. He just wow. stands there holding it. And then they slowly, someone will trickle out. They trickle somebody in. And the store is packed, so it's whatever the fire marshal limit is. That's what they're at. Sure, max capacity. And then right next to them, there's a kids gap. A gap kids, I guess is how you say it. And (laughs) the kids gap. And there's watch out. Watch the kids gap. (laughs) Watch the kids gap. Um, And there's hardly, I think maybe one person in there at the at the sale rack other than that it's empty but it is a gigantic (laughs) space so much more square footage Uh. in the kids gap and the lego store is this tiny little thing that can only hold 60 people at a time Swap. Yeah.
3: Just swap. Go come together. <laughs> Wait, have a meeting of the uh, lines and just switch places. places. Sure. Just say uh take the weekend, move all your Lego stuff into the kids' gap store, move all your kids gap stuff into the Lego space. Yeah. Um we'll figure out contracts and and uh, rent later. Just uh the yeah. signage, we'll we'll figure that all out. <laughs> I'm sure it's
2: as easy as that, Brian. Just a quick weekend. As easy as that. Yes. And you're done. But I just kept thinking, man, you shouldn't have to do this three-stack line.
3: While yeah, these guys aren't yeah. having anything going on, and I and also, well, that that line also might be to help out the store clerks in the Lego store. Like, I imagine I know there's probably a capacity issue, fire marshal capacity issue, of course, as well. But, right, that you know, you get all those people uh in line wanting to buy their Atari 2600 uh, last ones before they're sold out of them forever, yeah, uh, for 400 bucks or whatever. <laughs> oh, that that Stark Tower for 500, yeah, uh, great, but. I always think about, oh, the build would be so much fun, but I don't want to keep it when I'm done. I want to just build it, but I don't want to keep it. You don't want to have that hanging around, eh? You don't want to put
2: that in your collection?
3: I don't want to have to uh, maintain it and dust it and, like, have to build a shelf for it. Like, shelf space in this this basement is at a premium.
2: Yeah, that's right.
3: I'm even trying to figure out if there's a way to hang the helicarrier so it can be suspended from the ceiling rather than take up a shelf.
2: That's a good idea. I'd do that with, yeah. like, a Millennium Falcon or something, too. You'd want to hang it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's too I, big. Yeah.
3: That's not bad. And you got
2: that cutaway ceiling stuff, The whatever you call it. I do. Away. I
3: have the uh, the drop ceiling, the acoustic acoustical tile.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah. You should do that. Um,
3: yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying,
2: get kids gap either, either improve your marketing and sell some stuff or quit hogging all the space, all right? Because there's nobody mm-hmm. in there. I don't know what's going on. The holidays are upon us. People are packed in this mall. This mall is packed with human beings. And yeah. every store is busy. Even the stupid mattress stores and all the freaking uh, 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 there's a massage salon and a weird Asian oh. imports place. They're all killing they, it.
3: Yeah, except yeah.
2: Gap. Gap's got nobody in it for
3: whatever reason. Nobody wants to buy anything for the for the babies. Will somebody please think of the babies? Even the Gap. main Gap, the babies. the adult
2: Gap, had less people than I thought should be in there for a holiday time. It's just weird. I don't know. Maybe the gap has finally you know fallen out of favor. I don't know what's going on there. But it was fun. I like the mall. I like it a lot. I like mall food. I like hanging around a mall. Uh, I I realize it's a a bit of a relic in the world, or at least it's considered that. But man, let me tell you, mid-80s through the 90s, that was your jam. That's where you went. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I would stay. That's where I would go at 5.30 in the morning for my PlayStation to come out. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> and wait and wait, so you can be the first to, to get it. Yeah. Um, you Do you have a 2nd and Charles out there? The store called 2nd and Charles? I don't know. Let's see. We may, second, have, we may have talked about this before, but... Um, second and second 2nd and Charles. 2nd and Charles. Let me see locations and see if you guys have one. Yeah, I'd be curious. Um, states. Oh, yeah, there's some in Utah. Is there? Uh, in, the, in Orem. Okay, well, oh, okay. further from you.
2: Not too far, though. I could do that. Not too far, uh, 140
3: East University Parkway. Oh. This is a store it's by my mom. That, oh really? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a store that is like everything we like, and by we, I mean you, me, and everybody in this this inner circle, yeah. all in one store. Um, video games, music, toys, books, uh, little models, statues. Uh, DVDs, if you're into that sort of thing, Blu-rays, if you if you if you want those, Funko Pops, like all that stuff. Um, they got vinyl, woo, vinyl too, yeah, and and fairly decent prices on vinyl, uh, not too bad. Oh yeah, musical instruments. Um, they buy all your old crap. I took a big box of stuff over there. I got fifty five bucks in uh, <laughs> store cash to use there. Yeah. But uh, wow, these some of these are expensive. Like. So
2: the sucker punch vinyl goes for 100 and, 161 bucks. Yeah, tell
3: that to Dunaway. I the, bet. Uh, I bet he's already got
2: it. He probably, probably. does. I got. They got yeah. the craft. Remember the the movie with all the girls that were witches or whatever from the nineties. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. 199 one hundred and ninety nine ninety five cents for that. Damn. See,
3: and that's that's brand like you know that's the re uh, the reissues. You go there, you can also get like used or the original albums that aren't on the one hundred and eighty gram. Uh, uh vinyl yeah uh claire oh, yeah. is yelling is it second hand ibit yes it's second hand like yeah, that's a lot where of it second is second hand. From, like right? i'm saying they buy your old shit so that you they can sell it to new people yeah it's second
2: did but, it start out on the street it is, is that why it's named second and charles is cuz it was a street a mic, or like a crossroad i don't know hmm.
3: yeah i don't know i think it's a play on second hand like uh like like it's um you're getting stuff some of it is second hand but some of the stuff is brand new.
2: They have adult puzzles, um, but they're not what you think they are. They're just
3: <laughs> I know. It just means they aren't like uh sixteen pieces, easy <laughs> to grab. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of Bluey. More yeah. than a ten pieces, that sort of thing. That's right. But uh. uh that place is great. And and if you get a chance, make the trip up to Orham. Visit your mom and then go visit second and we're channels. actually going and up you know,
2: there Friday night. I'll go home and check it out. There you go.
3: Maybe take some of your stuff, like take a box of stuff that you want to sell and see what they'll give you for it. It does look like they'll take just about any of this stuff. Like they will. Yeah, yeah. I took a bunch of uh, Funko Pops that I still had in the box from the old uh, Marvel Collector Core um, uh, monthly shipment crates and and a couple other things that I probably got from a loot crate. It's like, yeah, I don't need this. Wow.
2: You know what? They got blue. They'll give you money for these. For the not Blu-rays, but your DVD, oh, Blu-rays too, but
3: DVDs, yeah, Blu-rays man. too. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, it's some box sets I took. They got, yeah. they got uh, HD DVDs. Do they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, do they sell the thing that that'll uh, they'll play on?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Probably not. Those are harder, yeah. harder to get. But uh, all right. You've convinced uh, Shane,
3: me. Shane Shane confirms that uh, the name is a mix of second from the term secondhand and Charles Andes, Anderson, Charles Anderson, Mister Anderson, which is the founder's father. Oh, oh, you named it
2: after his dad. That's cool.
3: After his dad, it's real nice.
2: Oh, it sounds like an address. You're like, hey, meet me over on secondhand, totally to Charles. Does. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think it's supposed to. Yeah.
2: Okay, it's good. I like it. I'm gonna go check it out and i can buy ticket to paradise for 34.96 on dvd if i
3: want to get the oh i got you. not the uh not the uh Eddie album no it's the George, i guess
5: that's two tickets
2: to paradise George Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts thing that it's not even that old uh, oh in,
3: right the thing from a couple years ago or last year yeah. yeah i can get
2: uh the lethal weapon the complete second season for uh mm. 39.98 or the passion of the christ for 19.95 I'll tell you that Lethal Weapon series yeah.
3: wasn't wasn't bad. No, it was, it was
2: actually good. I liked
3: it. It was actually pretty good. The the dude apparently was a real dick. The uh the the Riggs, the actor who played Riggs apparently was a real problem. But yeah. uh yeah. Wayans was great. The problem you got
2: is you got your, your network TV and they don't let things breathe. So mm. you know, good shows they right. just don't like Hannibal. Hannibal was amazing. Mm-hmm. NBC gave yeah. it what, three seasons and then pooped out? Bastards. Yeah. Well anyway, go to the mall, everybody, is what I'm saying. It's a good time. Uh, it's it's fun. It's just a fun and in the holidays it's the perfect time for it because it's just shit everywhere. Uh yeah. Sunday's not gonna be their bus- busiest day. Don't go. I wouldn't go on a Saturday, that'd be a nightmare. It just sounds awful.
3: Oh god, yeah. But, but where Sunday's else not bad. where else are you gonna get a Sabaro and an Orange Julius? Right. Come on. Exactly. Where else? Exactly.
2: I sat and ate that steak thing between those two places you just mentioned. Did you really? <laughs>
3: Nice. Yeah. Excellent.
2: You know, you know your malls. You know what's up. I
3: know my malls. Yeah. Right They're uh, around the corner from the Claire's Boutique yep. and the Bath and Body Works. That's right.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. They also had one of those, uh, um, what's the ones where they give you the, the beef rolls and the cheese collections and oh, stuff? Oh, uh,
3: not Pepperidge Farms. Uh, Something Farms, though, Something right? Farms. It's Farms. Uh,
5: it is
2: Farms.
0: Yes. It's,
3: oh, shit. Uh, Hickory
2: Farms.
3: Hickory Farms. There we go. I saw the one Salvation of those. Farmy.
2: Yep. And then the you know the occasional kiosk that for some reason is just loaded with calendars, it's just weird, man.
3: Oh yeah, go. That's that's actually where I got uh, I got a calendar Cause, so here at my desk yeah. I need calendars of a particular size because I, I realized I have a need. I need a calendar with big spaces that I can write on. Yeah big big days um, these are things I don't like doing digitally to do lists and calendars I don't like doing digitally I want I want physical tangible stuff oh nice and um, so I care less about what's on the what the theme of the calendar is I care more about like what the what the, the thing is so I've got this you know this is my December calendar mm. and I've got it mounted on a piece of Lucite with three magnets on the top so that I can stick it to a little magnet strip. A metal strip on my wall, and I can pull it off the wall. It's on a it's on that hard plastic, so I can just write something really quickly and put it back.
2: You are a calendar it's, nerd. I love this. I'm a
3: calendar nerd, and this is the bacon calendar, the, your bacon me crazy 2023 wall calendar. Um, calm down, Zoe. The, calm down. We're not sending you one. Right. Calm down. I should send her. I should send her all my former days like all the former months. <laughs> this time it is the um, album covers and and musicians redone with cut paper. So here is the uh, Fleetwood Mac rumors. Oh,
2: I love that so much. Yeah,
3: these I'm I'm probably going to keep. Yeah, I well, you got go to hang them. on to
2: those. Those are great. Uh,
3: yeah, maybe I'll hang. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll make a frame, 3D print a frame that has all of them in there, and I can just rotate out which ones. Um,
2: so they're all that style. Uh, yeah. What other what other da- what other, other?
3: They have David Bowie, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Queen. That's amazing. Um,
2: I want that yeah. myself.
3: It's really, it's really cool. So yeah, that calendar kiosk, I go there every year for that specific thing. Huh. And they carry it every time, eh? Well, I, they carry a calendar that has big enough, all I, all I really oh, care I about primarily, mean, yeah. I, I only ever look at the, the calendar part of them because I, as soon as I get them, I cut them in half and I have all the days in a, in a drawer behind me and I just pull out the day.
2: You got a system, nothing wrong with that. Everybody should I have. Know a I, yeah. I know what I need. I know what I need. I like I also like calendar non digital, although it's a lot easier to remind people about things if you can share it around. But I like working I like if somebody says, Hey, we need that day marked off, I really like writing that down. Mm-hmm. If it's a to do
3: though, yeah. I'm very yeah.
2: I'm very digital with to dos. I don't know if that's good or bad,
3: but are I, you what yeah. do you use? Use things?
2: Use, do you use I use things. I've been using things yeah. forever. Yeah,
3: things are things is good. At least a decade or
2: more. I love that thing. Or I love
3: yeah no i know it's a it's a great app that's that's the app that i start uh well was using and then i stopped because it was a lot easier for me just to uh write it down on this sheet right here on my
2: desk nothing wrong with that they i remember though at the time when i got it everybody was like oh it's so expensive though because it's like 49 bucks Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. yeah and i remember thinking yeah that is kind of expensive but you know what they've never (laughs) charged me for an update they've never i've never had to pay for a thing since
3: Right, they've had upgrades come out and it's like here's another free upgrade. It's a new, you know, milestone version, but uh
2: yeah, they've never said, "Hey, free. another another 50 bucks to up or 25 if you're already own it or any of that stuff." I just have the license. I have it. I've had it for mm-hmm. it feels like more than 10 years, probably 15 years right. or something. And they just yeah. keep up updating it and improving it. And I have it across my devices and they never ask for update money on those. I love I those just- guys.
3: I miss applications and tools that you would just buy, right? And not have to basically rent. Yeah, Adobe, Creative Cloud, Creative Cloud CC bullshit. Exactly.
2: Well, I'm off that teat now.
3: I know you are. For good or for ill, I'm off that teat. I still, I still need there are many things that I use that uh, require that teat. Yeah, <laughs> primarily with specific clients that. Uh, that need that teat, yeah. They help pay for it, so I'm all right. With yeah, you.
2: as long as you, you got, if you have revenue coming through on it, you're good.
3: That, that teat's all right with me. Yeah, <laughs> They're that, for that the teat, teat is. They pony up for the teat,
2: bought and paid for. Uh, one more quick thing. Um, yeah, uh, I finally cracked open Fargo season five, yeah. and uh, this is going to be Ooh. my kind of thing. I'm going to watch through the ho- the rest of the holiday time because that's just sure. I don't know for what I even associate Fargo the show. And even the movie as kind of a Christmas time thing to watch,
3: for sure. The movie, yeah. yeah, and I and it totally makes sense that that kind of carries through on the series as well.
2: Yeah, and I love it. Uh, so I was very excited, but I've been letting them stack up because I wanted to have a bunch to sure. binge. Finally cracked it yesterday. Already in love with it. Already great. It- uh, already all the things I like about Noah Hawley's take on all things Fargo, and. Everybody's it, great, dude. Freaking Is it
3: weird seeing Juno Temple uh with an American accent? Not at all because she sold me at minute one. She sold me. Okay, good.
2: She did good. like she did like what's his name from uh the British office, uh Tim from uh season one. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right,
3: name. oh right, of course. He right, he did drop it. Yeah. Uh, uh
2: can't think of his name. Why can't I think of his name? He's in the MCU. Uh, we all know him. He's uh, yes. Arthur Dent from the freaking Hitch- Hitchhiker's Guide.
3: Yeah. Anyway, that you're guy. Talking, you're talking about uh, Martin Freeman. Martin we Freeman. Jeez Louises. Yeah. Uh, For Claire Gax said it, just just to.
2: Sure. We got to give her credit when it's, when it's due.
3: Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't. But uh, his, <laughs> his season
2: one portrayal was amazing also, and also dropped his accent. And I thought he was amazing, and he immediately sold me. She did the same, and she's great. Everybody's cool. great so far. Uh, you only get a glimpse of John Ham's business in, C- in episode one, so I'm excited Time. to keep going there. Uh, the two hitmen sent from the Kansas City people, perfectly cast. Everything's great really? so far. Can't say enough. Can't wait to keep going. Oh my gosh! Tell I love me,
3: Fargo. Uh, tell me, Dave Foley plays a bad guy.
2: Oh my gosh, Dave Foley, he plays a family lawyer.
3: Okay, with
2: an eye patch.
3: For the family, and he
2: and he dons a very Minnesota Fargo accent,
3: like okay, North right. Dakota
2: accent. He plays the family lawyer advisor for this billionaire lady, who is the mother of Juno Temple's husband in the show. Okay, it's a lo- it's a kind of a complicated arrangement. Yeah. Um, he's oh my gosh, he's
3: perfect. He's perfect. Really? Okay. Cool.
4: Perfectly
2: oh, cool. cast. You do not get distracted by him. You do not go. Oh look, everyone! It's kids in the hall day. Fully. It's like yeah, perfect for him. He's weaselly and also lame at the same time and kind of amazing. Oh shit! This is my jam. Nice. I love this stuff <laughs> so much.
3: Are you? Do nice. you have a series oh, right close. now where you feel this way? Where you're like, oh, I can't wait to get in there. And um I mean, Fargo's the one I'm waiting to get get into. And we might. We might. You know, rip uh, that package open early and not wait until January when all the episodes are out. We yeah. um, just finished, well, I just finished uh, Good Omen Season two, and, and it took me going back to figure out what Carter was talking about because I watched Good Omen Season One back in 2019, mm-hmm. and I remembered I remembered your your uh, tenant. I remember your Sheen. I remember Ham. And I didn't remember anybody else like the characters that they played. I sure. remember, you know, rough idea of the story. Right. And so it was like going back and refreshing my memory on season one like, oh, yeah, all the actors, all these other actors changed uh, roles around and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, playing different people. But. Um, Good Omens uh, season two. Guess what you also see in there? Mm. Uh, John Ham's naked butt. Ah,
2: good. He seems to yeah. be in the mood lately to let everybody see. He it.
3: He does. Yeah. Listen, if I looked like John Ham, I'd show my butt every chance I could get.
2: Yeah, I like. I uh, like looking at John's ham. If you know what I'm saying, John's ham. Yeah.
3: Uh, I also caught up on the three. Yes, count them three Doctor Who Christmas episodes, mm. and uh, I think the middle one was fantastic i think the other two were good but i do like the introduction of the uh the new doctor i like oh. how they brought him in nice so.
2: controversial No spoilers Everybody.
3: claire i'm not uh not saying anymore
2: the kid from sex education right sex, that guy
3: exactly yeah sex education
5: i and like he, that guy It's funny
3: i was wondering how over the top he was gonna play it and uh i really like his his delivery it is not what i was expecting so mm a lot of uh, a holes talking really?
2: about that stuff this morning. Uh they don't like that there's a black man in the role of Oh,
3: that. whatever. You know, those people probably don't even watch Doctor Who. Yeah. They probably all... complained when there was a, a female doctor. Yep. And didn't watch uh, that either. Probably had no and They didn't in watch it. that either and they're like, you know, it's uh, a <laughs> I can't believe Doctor Who's going to woke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's just sort of a uh, it's just engagement farming. That's where we're at now. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I can't take oh. anyone serious anymore. Everyone's bullshit. Oh, either they're exactly. all full of shit, but uh, that's good. I uh, I still haven't really watched much Doctor Who in the recent years, but I'm glad to hear yeah. uh, landed well on
3: you. Yeah, you can. Those you can watch. They're standalone stories. You can watch those and and enjoy them. I think. Okay. Um, especially, God, two was actually pretty freaking scary at times. It's it's weird. It's really, really? weird. Oh
2: scary. Okay. I mean, um like
3: the, scary uh, the third one brings in uh, Neil Patrick Harris.
2: Yeah. And uh
3: um, Doctor
2: uh, uh, uh the, um.
3: is the he's an enemy he's a character called the Toymaker. Oh fun. Again, again, not a not a spoiler. Oh look at Clara's like already. Oh believe me. Believe me, Zoe. I was <laughs> I was all over that music montage, no, uh, no doubt about. It. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's it was fantastic. So, all right, F-
2: positive reviews for Fargo, positive reviews for Doctor Who. Yeah, L- you got all you
3: need, everyone. Got all you need. So, I think the next thing we're probably we caught up on. We've been it has been playing catch up on on new seasons of things. We finished Dark Winds, which yeah. was excellent. Yeah, loved it. We finished um, Physical, the Roseburn. As a, uh, workout queen.
2: Oh, the eighties one or set in the eighties the '80s one.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Set in the eighties. Um, we finished, uh, there was one more on the morning show season, newest season, whatever. Um, oh, I didn't even mention it this weekend. We went to San Napoleon. Oh, you saw the the, uh, the San Napoleon. Did you? Saw Napoleon theaters, the Ridley Scott business with, uh, uh, with what's his face, uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix yeah. as, uh, the, the tall Joaquin Phoenix as the little, the little emperor.
2: <laughs> How'd you feel about them attacking the uh, pyramids when that never actually happened? Did that bother you? Yeah. Uh,
3: you know, I, cause I was like, wait a minute, was it the pyramids? I thought that the rumor was that he shot the nose off the Sphinx. I yeah. thought that's what that was.
2: And even yeah. then, I think that was all apocryphal. Uh, I don't think any of that was historically accurate.
3: Right. Exactly. It was, uh, but, um, Really, really enjoyed the film. You did. Uh, What's her face? Uh, Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Do, 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 (laughs) do, do. Vanessa, whatever her last name is, who played um, Margaret in the first season of The Crown with uh, Claire Foy.
2: Oh, I like her a lot.
3: Yeah, she plays Josephine. Okay. And um, God, it's excellent. Yeah, it was really, really good. Okay. The, Right. Vanessa Kirby, that's it. Thank you, Free Rangers, yeah. I like her a lot. She's great. She is great. Yeah, she is so compelling to look at, too. It's
2: another freaking show I need to catch up on. I I, I watched yeah. the first two seasons of The Crown and then just lost track, and I hear it's excellent all the way through, and it just finished, so I probably ought to get in there and get that done.
3: Yeah, but they did, yeah, changing history, the whole thing did, uh, did kind of bother me a little bit, especially there was no mention of that time that he spent... Um, in uh, san Dimas, um at the water park and in the shopping mall like mm. they took all that stuff out
5: oh Didn't man that's
3: that. important historical context it really is remember when he ate that big ice cream thing yeah. the biggie piggy and uh yeah no mention of that in the ridley scott film
2: geez ridley scott look i understand playing a little fast and loose with the facts but
3: come on right exactly all right let's
2: get dunaway in here and make a mess of things right now <laughs> Please. here's do. this right here Hey, look who it is. Brian Dunaway joining us all the way from South Carolina, and as he does every Monday to play a little bit of the old uh, half asses. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Oh, hi it's Scott and Brian. Hi. How are you,
0: man? What Happy love? Monday. Yeah. Doing okay. The weather's pretty decent and uh, so I'm feeling all right. That's so uh, nice. yeah, let's try to let's try to do another week
2: yeah. of uh living. Let's it do it. Good. Some new A new week of living. Or a new week of dying. Yeah. That's the old phrase we Get remember. Get busy from living.
0: Get busy living.
2: Yep, <laughs> that's right. But don't forget. Uh, hey, Brian, uh Thanks, there. Why don't you explain to us nope. today uh, what's at stake, who might win, what, and how this works. Ooh,
3: okay, uh, welcome to Morning half is a trivia game where I'm going to be giving the two of you the answers. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers. Three of them are correct, and three of them are like that scene in Napoleon where, uh, where Napoleon shoots the uh, Pyramids of Giza. Uh, totally bullshit. Um, if you'll, uh, You can provide, depending on how confident you feel, the category can provide one, two, or three guesses. If you get any guesses wrong, you get zero points for that round. Get one right gets you a point. Two right gets you three points. Three right gets you five points. And the player, with the most points after three rounds, wins the prize for their contestant. And contestants will be pulled from members of the tadpole that are unable to listen live. Scott... You are playing for Ian Toothman in Magnolia, Delaware. Toothman, yeah. Toothman right. wouldn't it be great if he was a dentist. Would that yeah. be perfect?
2: At night, it did, during the day, Phil fill, does fillings and just you know checkups and stuff. But at that's night, right. he becomes yeah. Toothman he's, exactly. He's,
5: he's, <laughs> Burglars prepared to name. get flossed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm into it. I like it.
3: Uh, and then uh, Brian, you're going to be playing for Hello Kitty Pez. That's the name in New oh, Orleans, that's Louisiana. That's awesome.
2: That's
0: great. Hello
3: Kitty Pez. I love it. Look, if you are going to get, gonna a Pez. get a, if you are going to get a is Pez, it one of those
0: giant pezzes or is it just normal size? Pez? Oh,
2: I don't know. How do you? Where do you even get the big Ooh. ones anymore? I think those are kind of gone. You can't buy a big. I ones you you know, I just saw one today. Oh, second and <laughs> Charles. Did
3: you really saw a giant size Pez today? Today, well, you are not talking well, about the I was massive looking... one, like the regular full size one.
2: Is that is that what you mean, or like the oh, big well, jumbo one, like the
0: oversized one? The one that okay, so we have got to define not human size, but yeah. larger than standard. How's that?
3: Okay, like like this size double
0: like double size like a double xl okay. pez
2: okay gotcha. so that was okay. like yeah. normal right brian that's a normal this is a normal,
3: this is a normal boba fett pez okay so it's like a gi joe doll boba like
2: 12 yeah. 12 inch pez dispenser i don't think you can get those anymore i think those are all like, oh, 12 inches all 12 inches <laughs> baby all right well this sounds great let's play for these fine people
3: and, Sounds uh, good. Uh, by the way, uh, we'll talk about the prizes that they're going to win at the end because, you know, they're not here to get excited and salivate about them. That's true. Um, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> Your first question. Uh, sports, the world of sports. Sweet.
0: Let's just get this. Let's rip this Band-Aid off. And get Only this sports out. I know are the ones that Goofy taught me. Oh, wait a minute. What about
3: Dorf? Did you learn about sports from Dorf as well?
0: Only golf. No, Dorf on golf. You can't do that. You'll hurt your knees. (laughs) That's really true.
3: By the way, it came up earlier. Do you have the uh, Sucker Punch soundtrack on vinyl?
0: (laughs) On vinyl, no. No. On CD, yes. We know where
3: you can get it.
2: Yeah, good news. They have it at 2nd and Charles, wherever it's wherever Second your closest Charles. location Second
3: is. 2nd and Charles. Yeah. All right. Sports and religion. Let's combine those two into one question. Um, which of these athletes are ordained as ministers? All right. So what which, is, of, these, which is, of these athletes could what, marry you if okay. you needed them to? All right. uh, your what choices is athlete? are. <laughs> All right. What is athlete? What is athlete? <laughs> like, you know, like professional sportsman. <laughs> Like that. Sorry. Do you want oh, me to add an extra syllable and okay. say athlete? Athlete. Because there's no a- extra vowel athlete. in the middle of the between the <laughs> th and the l. I'm just athlete. Right athletes. Athletes. Athel- foot. Athlete. Yeah. Sure. Uh, your choices are Randy Moss, Daryl Strawberry, Willie Mays, Clyde Drexler, Meadowlark Lemon, and Reggie White. Which of these are oh, Meadowlark gosh. Lemon? i have always just
0: like saying that Meadowlark yeah. Lemon. It's such
3: yeah.
2: a such a. How the hell does anyone know this? Unless they married you, wow. this is
3: this is totally uh, this is your this is your throwaway question to just see if you can randomly get some points. All really, right,
2: I'm taking two. I don't feel good about
3: right, three. got two. Yeah. I'm taking one.
0: one
2: because there's only there's only one on
0: this list that. Yeah, there's only one that I've actually ever seen play. So there we go. That's, <laughs> that's
3: my. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, The only one that you guys, uh, as a combo, as a team, got right is Meadowlark Lemon. Our two fruits, Daryl Strawberry and Meadowlark Lemon, Uh, both are ordained as ministers. And then Reggie White... is uh, is also oh, wow. so Strawberry, lemon, white. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. interesting. Strawberry, lemon, mm. and white. Exactly. Yeah. Like your three paint styles you can get at the local yeah. Lows. Mm.
2: It sounds like yeah. just uh, mm. like like a dollar store version of the ice cream that's supposed to be chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. But this one comes with these flavors.
3: <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yeah, I
2: like that. Alright, well, well neither yeah, of us right. gained anything on that one. That's, That's all right. Let's get that out of the way.
3: Uh, how about one that, that uh you know that I can verify uh, because I was there this last weekend. IKEA products. Which are these which of these are names of actual IKEA products? Uh, oh, skanka, Kerbis, Billy, Flunnel, Boomerang, and Falskn Falsk Tanam. Falsk Tanam
0: Falsk-Tanam. Oh my lord! Oh, and you give me trouble about at because I didn't go at the. You're gonna give yeah, whatever.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm gonna give you because this is a Swedish word. Athlete's an English word, and you live in America. That's
0: right. What it, what words were you taking it, was? What was it again? It, what Which one? Word?
2: Do you want the words again?
0: You want all at, these false
5: nom at
2: the false gnom. False Hey Dunaway, do you what's what's your heritage do you know? Like who 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 yeah. came here and from what country do you know that stuff? Like you French Cajun. I'm
0: American. You? Well
2: know, a, you are now, uh, but you know what I mean? Like I'm
0: according to my mom who went and did that twenty three and me, I'm mostly British. British. But my dad I know has got a lot of Irish, and I'm, Irish. So, okay, but
2: don't Irish, we all? British. All right. <laughs> so you're closer to Ibbet on on that end, then, because I think Brian, yeah. you've got a lot of British here. There's right? there's a lot British of there's well,
0: a yeah. lot of there's a lot of Scotch Irish people in this area. Also, Native Scotch American. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Right now, Hold I got a Native American in me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I've got. uh, the, uh So uh, mine's it, all. Is, the reason I asked is mine's all Swedish, pretty much on both sides, and. um no. You'd think Beauty I'd know balls. more about this shit, and I don't. I know nothing about any of this, so I feel like I'm unfair to my hair, or not unfair. I have not, I have not honored my heritage by learning more about IKEA names than I know. Right. All right. Hurry and choose yours. There you go.
3: You there do. we go. Now he's locked in. Okay. Good. Yeah, I was hoping you'd do that before you saw what. Uh, Henrik Swenson said in the chat room, because that's a really
5: funny
0: joke. Well, I don't have the chat room pulled up, so I wouldn't see it, even if I did.
3: Excellent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your answers are, well, there's a uh, Billy the Bookcase, which, you know, if you know your Jonathan Colton Ah. uh, Ikea song, then you know Billy the Bookcase says hello. Uh, I
0: almost did that one. Mm -hmm. That seemed so stupid that it had to be
3: right. Yeah. Yeah. Skanka, which uh, neither of you guessed, (laughs) is uh, cookware. Damn it. Did it reveal the answers? There we go. Or did it? Nope. There it is. There we go. Now it revealed the answers. Um, wow. The other one is Boomerang. I only. which I which only got a, it know, wrong. this is a clothes hanger. <laughs> the Boomerang clothes hanger. Yeah, I, I only... Oh, that no, I got Billy. Stupid.
2: I got Billy. I just chose, I chose that Falksnam thing. So what did he say in the chat that it was? Hold on. Falksnam
3: means falk,
2: a fake name.
3: In, oh, uh, Swedish. Oh. Falks, like, nice. it's false false name i'm a basically.
2: terrible i'm a terrible uh You're a terrible heritage Swede. person yeah terrible that's Swede awful is what you are i apologize to the all story.
3: right well let's go to something that i think you guys should know about which is uh, movies especially movies that feature sean connery Ooh, uh we watched sean quite connery. a few on FilmSack. um which of these actors appeared in a movie oh, with Sean Connery. <laughs> uh, your choices are Vincent Price, Roger Moore, Sally Field, Ving Rames, Jack Nicholson, and Meg Ryan. Three of those people dude, appeared in a film with Sean Connery. Three of them did not.
2: Shit. Oh my gosh, dude.
0: Um, This one seems so stupid, I'm going to go with that one.
2: Are you doing one, sure one or more? You can do more than one, or what are you going to do? there? I'm not telling you that punk. Uh, I'm doing I'll one. I'll tell you, I do two. I'm doing two. How's that? I'm I'll do two. one because I just. I will you know, tell you that. I like You're my too. chances better.
3: Okay. Well, you both did pick the same one. And do you know the movie that he was in with Bing Rames? No. Also
0: featured Wasn't Catherine the, the,
3: Zeta-Jones.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're the, her butt's in the air and she's sliding underneath the thing. That's I remember that one. Entrapment. Is that right? We watched Entrapment. Called
3: Entrapment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he was also in the Presidio with Presidio with Meg Ryan. Right. Oh. And he was in uh, the Princess Dang and it. the Cobbler with Vincent Price. Scott <laughs> going with one answer Good got job, won him got the it. game one with point. one point. Woo-hoo! A one point win, oh, but, man. Uh, I did it for two I just, I just, yeah,
0: what? Yeah, you did I just what? knew Roger Moore does is so stupid that it had to be something that was true.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of was tempted on that one, and the reason I only went with one because I just every time I do two, one of them's going to be wrong because these were all hard today. Nobody knows this shit. Well,
3: yeah. I feel like um, Roger Moore and Sean Connery weren't in the same movie. They're obviously, uh, you know, everybody wants to connect them with the James Bond thing, but I feel like Roger Moore was in a movie with. Was it Pierce Brosnan or was it uh, Mars Attacks? Was Roger Moore in Mars Attacks? Oh, no. uh, oh interesting. Maybe. That's it was something that had two two Bond actors together in it. And it wasn't Connery and Moore, but it was Moore and somebody.
2: Interesting. I know. I'll only Whenever you bring yeah, up Roger Moore and happening. you think of stuff that isn't Bond, all I think about is Roger Moore and Jean-Claude Van Damme in gold. What is that called? The Golden...
5: Gold finger, no
2: stupid name. I can't remember the gold something, and and it's a uh, gold gun. That's all I ever think about. Like in my mind, Roger Moore did James Bond, and then that one Van Damme movie. That's all I can think of. Huh. So I don't know if they've ever worked together
3: outside. Um, well, of there was that. a movie with where um, uh, oh, uh, TV's Travis says the quest, the quest. That's it. Not golden that's it. something. Yeah, the that's
0: quest. the gold. That's yeah. the big giant gold thing we made fun of. We yeah,
2: that's what things. it was yeah, though. Did, in That yeah. movie there was a big golden something they were all trying to get.
3: Well, there was a movie with uh, where Roger Moore plays a Q-like character where he's holding a cat. I'm trying to think if it's if it's Spice World, maybe. And there's also another the you cameo know. of a of a Bond in that one. I know I should know better, right? You're the only one yeah. I think that would know. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I've never seen Spice World. We got to get that on film sack. Yeah,
3: we got to get it for film sack. It's uh, it's it's horror bad but hard good let's make it happen
2: why not i'm watching the beach
0: blanket bingo and scott's watching what you would you agree to what
2: did i pick i forgot uh it was something i I don't like at all oh the meg i freaking hate the meg oh the The meg hated it i really truly genuinely from the bottom of my heart hated that movie I really yeah, yeah,
0: I'm it. taking wow. beach blanket bingo so we can see the Meg people.
2: You're uh, welcome. All right, <laughs> thank you, Brian, for that. Uh, so yeah. who won what, Brian? Who we got so winners?
3: Congratulations going out to uh, Ian Toothman. Uh, you're getting a copy of Curse of the Dead Gods and Eternal Threads on Ooh, Steam. That's good. But uh, Hello Kitty Pez in New Orleans, you're getting a copy of Honey. I joined a cult. Uh, on Steve, Ooh. Also a good game.
2: Ooh, that's also a good way. Yeah, good there's games no, for both of you. All around. No losers here today. Only Congratulations. Losers. That's right.
5: You're a winner.
2: One of you is more of a winner, but both of you got great games, and we love doing this for you guys. So if you're somebody out there who is a non-live person on a Monday and you want to participate don't, in don't this contest. Don't tell dead
0: people to call in.
2: please, got <laughs> Well, look, it's okay to vote if you're dead. Uh, uh, get, get on the website over there. Uh, frogpants.com slash TMS, and you'll find a link to, uh, to do this. Okay? We want you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Brian Dunaway, so if you've been does... unalived, do it now. Yeah, do it now. Yeah. It's been a blast hanging out with you. Uh you got any mm-hmm. cool plans this week? You can do anything fun before we see you on Wednesday. Yeah,
0: I've got uh Ali- I got Alex Kidd for my Sega Master system coming today. I'm pretty stoked about that. Can we oh, yeah. pop up my Sega Master system again?
2: Yep, we got a whole play retro coming this uh Friday, dealing all things uh Alex yep. kid <gasps> Oh, yeah. Oh, I do have a I I
0: I'm doing uh laser disc parties now because on the Discord server uh because my friend brought me a laser disc player. Oh. Oh, oh nice.
3: Ooh. Look at so you. 30 minutes into the stream, you have to pause everything and say, "All right, let me <laughs> no, flip wrong. over the movie." Incorrect. It is
0: <laughs> okay. a Sony uh oh, flipper. It, it got got flips. The... Yeah. All right. what if it's on multiple
2: discs? Yeah, then what?
0: Well, then we'll just deal with that, when we have to. If it's cheese, man, (laughs) rain on my parade.
2: All right, well, have fun with your your old-ass laser disc, and we'll see you soon. Kiss our butts. All right, there he goes. That was fun. (laughs) Guys, we have time for a little bit of news. Yeah. So we're going to bring it to you now. Here we go. I
1: don't don't watch the news. It's
2: the news brought to you by...
3: I hear there's a new word on the street with uh, Greg Street and Scott Johnson tomorrow. Scott, tell me, is that true? It is
2: true. And tomorrow we're going to record it live. Uh, It'll be right here at frogpants.tv, either Twitch or the YouTube link. You'll find both those there when you go there. And uh, it'll be at noon mountain, which is uh, 1 p.m. Central, which is where Greg is. Anyway, we're going to have a couple more staff members from his brand new uh, video game company on, and we're going to talk about prototyping. And the stage that is prototyping for something like an MMO, like they're building. So uh, come and find out. Uh, some of the live folks that will be there, we may take some of your live questions. We'll definitely have some questions before that. But we're all about what it takes to prototype for a game as big as a, as a full-blown MMO. Because that's the stage they're in right now. And uh, they want to talk about it. So check that nice. out tomorrow. You can also check it out on the podcast as well. You can find all the details at frogpants.com slash street today. Okay. Uh, a BBC presenter. These are the British Broadcasting Company presenters. Sure, sure. Uh, or corporate, what are they? Company. just,
3: I uh, just saw four of those presenters uh, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the BBC or whatever, whatever they were celebrating. 40th? Sure. It's got to be more than that. Oh, it's got to be way more than that, right? Yeah, like... but it was something for uh, the, the holiday British Bake Off, and it was uh, um, uh, the, uh, the the four presenters competing on that oh fun oh really yeah. so they're yeah they're making the they're baking they're they're making the food it's only one episode it's just they do this every Christmas they do a celebrity edition and then they do for New Year's a let's bring four players back that uh, people seem to really like I don't know why I didn't know that I, it sounds like fun it's totally fun and they brought back uh, Lottie the hottie from Ooh. I can't remember what season she was in yeah you like Lottie the hottie I do like Lottie the hottie yeah and <laughs> her eyes. I don't know what she does makeup wise, but man, she is a master of eye makeup yep. I, and her baking's good, but her eye makeup is on point.
2: Yeah. You might call it. eye bake up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I right. right.
2: get it. Yeah. you get, I'm it. just kidding. I get it. I get
3: it. All, All right. right. Anyway, BBC presenter. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Check
2: this out. Has apologized after, uh, giving viewers the middle finger in a news broadcast. So oh I'm, no. I'm sure that, uh, Zoe knows about this story because it was all over Britain when it happened but uh, we're just getting to it now. Uh, BBC presenters apologize after that. Uh, Miriam Moshiri, a chief presenter on the BBC News Channel, was seen to make an obscene gesture after a countdown to start of the show, or for the start of the show. She quickly released, or uh, realized, rele- she released. <laughs> I've released the problem. Released. Uh, she was live on the air and reverted to normal. This is like what Bush, remember Bush did this once before a press yeah, conference? Yeah,
3: there's that great video of him like giving the... Yeah. Given the the finger to the camera, yeah. yeah.
2: I at the time, <laughs> I have to I have to say this. At the time, I thought that made politicians slightly cooler because I had an yeah attitude a little about bit that. more
3: human, right?
2: Yeah, because I was like, I oh, can, like,
3: I'm looking at the the photo of uh uh of uh, Miriam Mashiri uh, giving the finger, and that's you know it's it's kind of cute. She, yeah. The face that she's
2: making is even better that goes along with it's it. It's adorable. Here, Chad, I'll show yeah. you what it looks like so you can. Have this burned into your brain. Oh let me kill the feud background. There it is. Look at her there. She's like, Oh big old birdie bird. Yeah. I mean when you got cameras and recording and stuff going on around you, you usually are you you usually know not to make any sudden moves or pick a nose or do anything stupid.
3: Sure. Sure, but something like that. You know, maybe we could all get over the middle finger. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, yeah. it's really, <laughs> it's just a finger. And that finger is visible all the rest of the time, too, people. She also oh, went, spell?
2: yeah, I spilled a little bit of this tea on my face. Who does, who does that? That's like a lateral spill. I didn't even spill down. I spelt sideways. It like a dumbass. Out. Anyway, uh, she did a 70s bird. That's an important thing to mention oh
3: yes right the the closed fist raised as opposed to the the you know the 80s bird where you've got the 80s bird the knuckles bird. the knuckles offering a, a, a protection a vanguard if that's you right. will that's right in front of the finger
2: right <laughs> and if you really pull those knuckles down i mean you can get that Ooh, is a, that's offensive yeah. as hell right there look at that thing
3: yeah that is that is a. This is a monster bird right there. We can't
2: allow this. But if we're just like,
3: (laughs) (laughs) we can't allow this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We can't have that in today's modern society. Are you kidding me? Anyway, um, she quickly realized she was on the air and reverted to normal. The incident was flagged by the clean feed at the TV room account on Twitter slash X. It wrote, been a while since the middle finger gesture made it on its way to the BBC News. Uh, responding, Mershiri said she had been uh, or it had been having a private joke. My guess is her and the cameraman having a little moment there. Uh-huh. It's fine. They're friends. Yeah,
5: yeah exactly. No big
2: deal. <laughs> Presenter said, uh, hey, I'm so sorry about this. I was having a private joke with the team in the gallery, pretending to count down as the director was counting me down from 10 to zero, including the finger to show the number. When we got to number one, I turned the finger around as a joke and did not realize that would be caught on camera. It was a private joke with the team, and I'm so sorry it went out on it on air
3: it's fine, you're fine I think it's fine then we you know there's so much stuff to just be we've there's so many bigger problems in the in the world let's let's get over the word shit let's get over the middle finger let's mm-hmm. you know it's time it's there, time there, has come there, exactly yeah. exactly
2: no more getting hung up on stupid stuff people
3: right exactly
2: uh let's see I'll do this one more real quick here uh a lost tomato was found <laughs> aboard the International Space Station after eight months of, of being We have there. to go
3: back, Kate. <clears throat> we got
2: to go back for the tomato. Have to go back for the tomato. Members of the International Space Station crew said astronaut Frank Rubio uh, has now been uh, cleared of allegations he ate one of the first tomatoes harvested in space. He never did. He said he didn't. No one believed him.
3: Cleared of allegations.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> hardcore allegations. Uh, Astronaut Jasmine Mogbelli said during a live stream event uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the station that the remains of a tiny tomato had been found months later, eight months to be exact, after being replaced or misplaced by Rubio. Uh, Quote, (laughs) our good friend Frank Rubio, who headed home already, has been blamed for quite a while for eating the tomato, but we can exonerate him now. We found it. (laughs) Uh, he returned to Earth in September and has been the target of joking accusations for month, months that he ate the space-grown fruit.
3: It's really funny. So, like, all this time, like, they lost the tomato and they just blamed this poor astronaut. This and, poor guy. Know, jokingly yeah. jokingly blamed this poor astronaut.
2: Yeah, he's at home trying to acclimate to his gravity again, just getting all ac- accused. He says, I spent so many hours looking for that thing, he said, during an ISS live stream, I'm sure the uh, delicate... Or, sorry, the... What is that word? Oh, desiccated. desiccated. Duh, desiccated yeah. tomato will show up at some point and vindicate me years in the future. He did not reveal where the tomato was found or what its condition was, but Rubio had earlier predicted it would be in a stale or state rather of advanced decay due, due to the humidity aboard the station. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the station was humid. I guess that makes sense. I didn't know
3: that either, but I guess they do that because that that would be in the greenhouse. Oh, right. So that would be in the, you know, the area where they're trying to grow stuff. And, and, uh, yeah.
2: If you brought some of that home, imagine how much money you could get for ISS grown food. You know it what I mean? It feels
3: like, a, such an easy thing to, um, to, to fake, to, to promote falsely. Like. You know, it's like the chips of the uh, the the Berlin Wall. Mm. Like people are selling those, you know, left and right, and you wonder, well, could this just be a chunk of concrete? Yeah, <laughs> came from the sidewalk in front of their house. Yeah, um, it's like, and especially something that can decay, like like vegetables. You'd have to encase that thing in resin and have like a NASA certificate. Even then, I don't know if I'd believe it. Right? Yeah,
2: even then, you could still fake that pretty good. Yeah. I read I just finished a book that uh, well a couple months ago but it was a book about a guy whose dad was a serial killer and because he was so shunned by society because his dad was so infamous and everyone treated him like he was he was just as bad mm-hmm. he decided he was gonna make money off his dad's killings So what he would do is he would sell because the guy the, the, the killer is called the handyman because he was a guy that worked with tools a lot and sure. so the son would go to like these garage sales. And find old tools, rusty old uh-huh. tools, and then, and then claim sell that them, they them as used they were legit. The, yeah, and he would make million or make thousands <laughs> on eBay with it, just oh, constantly geez. making money. Wow! And I don't know why that really stuck out to me. I went, I bet there's a lot more of that going on than people think. Yeah, probably a
3: fictional. It. Fictional book, right?
2: Oh yeah, totally fictional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, it felt you know felt real to me. It was real to me, damn it!
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's real to it's me.
1: It's real to me.
2: All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back from this break, we'll have some time with Bobby, which you know we've missed him. He was gone a couple of weeks ago, so we had to yeah we had to do other stuff. Uh, but having him back science to marches
3: on too. We can't know no, the world doesn't stop for for Bobby. That's the true. Science world doesn't
2: stop. I heard earlier in the chat that he was maybe stuck at a post office. I hope he's away. Oh from no! Now. So we'll find out, I guess, the hard way. <laughs> we're gonna get
3: we're going to get the science of stamps apparently. Yeah. He when claimed we, he we... said
2: in the chat he says I am determined to be back for science. So excellent. We'll, we'll see. Right. Anyway, we'll see. uh we'll come back and check that out with us and 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 have your your greatest fears realized after Brian plays a song <laughs> here to break things up. Brian, what did you bring?
3: Yeah, this is. Uh, listen, friend of the show. We heard uh, from him earlier. He contributed information about the uh, the source of the name Second and Charles. It's uh, Shane Maddox, and uh, listen to him sing the song and twirl because he says, "Hello, Coverville uh, Cover Indie Master." It's uh, t- that time again to announce that my band Else has new music to share. Seven So Few is an EP that includes three new songs from our Milwaukee-Madison-based hard rock band. I know you think I only like to sing sad songs, but hopefully you'll be okay with one of these. They're sad. No, I'm kidding. They're, they're, they're great. Uh, here's a blurb. <laughs> Uh, Seven Seas, Seven Sins, Seven So Few. After completing their experimental acoustic album Here Waiting in late 2021, the band excitedly returned to their hard rock and progressive roots to begin working on their next project. Uh, You can find their music online. Go check it out at your your favorite streaming service. Um, Big thanks to Shane for sending this in. Here is the song More to See from Seven So Few. (laughs)
5: to be visited by a major member of the human race and to have an equivalent member of theirs visit us
4: talk to the pope he knows everything
2: and we return tell me who that was well we know who it was but tell me why that song's cool <laughs>
3: It's cool because it's Shane Maddox and his band Else, that one from their brand new EP called Seven So Few. That is the song called More to See. You know, I love so Claire's very anti-Pope. We knew that. Sure. Sure.
2: But I love that, that I can play a thing like this.
4: Talk to the Pope. He knows
2: everything. Just a random clip that doesn't actually claim it's just it's obviously meant to be played ironically, and she still has to like make a stance in the chat. He knows F all, she says. Right. Well, all right. right you know.
3: It's not we're not making the we're not making the statement,
2: Claire. All right. Yeah.
3: It's not, we're not promoting the Pope. We're just uh No. Just talking about the Pope. We're promoting the Pope. I don't know what we're
2: doing. <laughs> all right. We're gonna get uh uh Bobby in. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah, He's we are. back. He made yeah, it. Yeah, we are yeah, we'll see what he was up to at the at the post office in a minute. We'll hold him to the fire. <laughs> see what he Feet says. Feet to the fire. Feet to the fire. There's still Whoop, some one
5: silence! There it is.
6: Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good.
2: He's also was anyway stuck at the freaking place where you take your mail. Uh, why, what was that for? What's going on? Are you trying to get last minute gifts in the mail, that sort of thing?
6: Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, and there was Christmas a huge cards. long line because everybody's doing the same thing. But sure. I just went to the. I just went to the self. No one goes to the self service kiosk yeah. for some reason. Mm.
3: Yeah, the self service queue is where it's at. I'm with you, 100. percent I don't that. know if I've ever. What do you? How
2: does that work? You just go and put stamps on things and shove them in a hole i mean it's that yeah
6: you you walk up to the machine and you say i'm here to mail stuff (laughs) and that's it and um and then you follow all the prompts on the screen and it prints out the postage and you stick it on and put it in a hole in the wall and you're good to go
2: that actually seems all right i would do that no problem
6: Oh, good. Well, uh, you made it. You got everything out. Uh, congratulations, your holidays. It was close, are... actually, because I don't know. It was it was like a nightmare there. There were people. People were yelling at each other. Oh yeah. no,
3: really? Oh jeez,
6: yeah. don't do that, people.
3: So, we
2: heard we heard a couple fighting in the mall yesterday, uh, and that annoyed me because I'm just like, come on, dude. It's the holidays. But for the most part, people seem to be pretty cheery and nice to each other, and lots of people. like, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Stepping your way, it's like, oh, no problem, we're all good, you know, like lots of nice interactions. But this one couple, dude, peck, 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 peck. They're like they were going to go home and get divorced, and uh, <laughs> that never <laughs> makes me happy. But look, if you're going to tell me there's a fight at a at a post office, I believe you. That's where they happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place I mean, is bad. It
6: Started from one guy just. He was carrying boxes in a pile. It was like a cartoon. He was carrying boxes in a pile that was so tall he couldn't, like, his face see around he couldn't it. see in front of him.
3: Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's great.
6: <laughs> so then he uh, he ran into one of those metal benches on the side of the, like, hit his shins. And then oh. and then he, he blurted out a curse word. And then someone was there next to him with a kid and got mad at him about that. And then oh. it was just everybody started getting mad at each other.
2: Wow. Did you feel like you were close to having to intervene or, you know, stand up for anything? Oh, I
6: was no. <laughs> not.
3: You were going to get any- Scott, <laughs> yeah. You're not no, an I'm intervener,
2: Scott. You're not an intervener. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like not an like a intervener. Huh? I'm not an intervener. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it's good to have you here. We have not had our science thing for a while. You were in Bermuda or something.
6: I was, I was in the, the Bahamas. Bahamas, sorry. Bahamas. You were in the
2: Bahamas. One of the B words. And you were like, uh, I don't know what you were doing in the Bahamas.
6: Uh, <laughs> it was a wedding. It was a wedding on a Disney cruise. It was uh, pretty cool.
2: Oh, that is cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure why you were gone, but it was. It sounded like fun. And we missed you, though. And we had no science. So what are we supposed to yeah, do without science? I had lots
6: of science there, but um, couldn't share it with you because I didn't pay for enough data. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> so that'll happen on those ships. Also, yeah. I paid for enough data. And
2: it sucked ass. It was terrible.
6: Yeah, it's not great either. Yeah, I did pay for it one day to get some stuff, and it was very expensive for even the one day. And it was not what was advertised (laughs) yeah
2: cruise data terrible terrible investment everybody don't do it if you can just wait till you get to ports they have usually lte or 5e or something if you have a decent network and And
3: just enjoy being unplugged yeah yes exactly take it as a take it as a an adventure to be shared in the moment yeah we just thought
2: it would help us if when we split up on different parts of the boat that kim could get me or i could get her easily and it never worked right like disney
6: has this great uh app that you share you like you, you you can use it to link up with people on the ship if you have their like app by each other's id on the app and and you can text each other for free like it's a free service so right
2: hmm. yeah and there's no you know don't forget you're out in the middle of the ocean there are no there are no cell towers in the middle of the ocean yeah hmm.
6: they use satellite internet
2: yeah and when and even that oh it ain't it ain't that Elon Musk fancy stuff that I hear is actually okay. Well,
6: most <laughs> mo- the big problem is you got thousands of people all trying to use the same like Yeah. Yeah. That's Internet,
2: like being yeah. in a concert and thinking you're going to have good
6: LTE at a concert. Oh god, yeah. 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 You're not going to.
3: Let me post this on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Why isn't it connecting?
6: So are you telling me Scott that the cruise that you went on they didn't have like a, me- a messaging s- app that you could use if they did we were unaware of it they
2: may very well may have like as you were saying it i went oh did we just forget to check or did we not ask the right
6: questions it's entirely possible we did it was i asked because i'm going we already booked a cruise on the same ship that you two went on to the same place
2: oh that's cool okay i'm gonna try we're gonna Try to think of anything I may have left or altered that you could check.
6: <laughs> can you go well, to a stateroom eight only, five three one?
3: <laughs> you didn't take only your memories and leave only your footprints, Scott. No, I think
2: I may have messed with something, and I've got to remember yeah. what though, because there is something just, just, I have a. You're to end up to, in the
3: whatever uh, stateroom he was in. There's no towel. Yeah. I, the do sometimes, I sometimes
2: move stuff around on purpose in public places yeah. to see if. It it changes next time I go there, yeah. So I'll I'll have to think about that. But that's cool, dude. That was a great ship. It was like brand. It was only two months old when we took the cruise. It was really modern, super fancy, and uh, they did a great. It was great. It was really good. I I could even I could even eat those French desserts they had because they weren't full of sugar. They were like you know the way the French people do it. They don't sugar them up like we do. Mm. It was really good. Oh yeah. Anyway, well, it's good to have you here. Let's talk about some science. What did you What did you bring in your big fat bag of science?
6: Have you guys? So have you guys ever been? Not have you ever been to a coffee shop, I'm sure you have. Um But when you're at the coffee shop, have you ever seen the barista before they put the beans in the grinder, they spritz it with some water first? No.
3: Mm, okay, Brian? Have you noticed that? Um no, but I do when I do the French press, I, I wet the grounds before I run the water through and I wonder if that's what you're gonna talk about. Why we do that?
6: Yeah, why um, do we do that? Well, it's specifically before you grind them. So I don't before know why you grind them. Okay. Yeah, you you wet the you spritz the beans before you grind them, and uh, especially useful when you're making espresso. And I used to see people do that, and I'd heard coffee nerds talk about doing that. And um, I'm a big coffee fan as well, but I always thought that sounds like a bunch of. Now my cynical science brain was like, that sounds like nonsense. Why would you why would that matter? It's so little water too. Like some people will spritz it and other, other people will take like the end of a, of a teaspoon from your you know from your cabinet drawer and, and just let one drop of water fall into it and then <laughs> stir it around.
5: Mm. Yeah. Mm. And
6: I'm like, "That sounds like, what are you doing?" Um, right, and right. Uh, but it turns out some research was done, and it actually does help to do that before you grind the coffee. It increases the yield of the grind. Oh, and it, in, it improves the flavor of the coffee afterwards.
3: Mm. I do notice that when I grind the beans at home God it sounds like euphemism—that yeah, as soon as I pull the, I almost made, I almost made a spit take there with Bobby. Mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm.
5: um,
3: that when I pull out the little plastic uh, drawer with all the grounds in it, like the static that's built up from grinding the beans usually sends a ton of of grounds just in the air and all over the countertop. <laughs> so like spritzing with water for that reason, and that reason alone sounds like a great, uh, so great you, reason.
6: you hit upon I- exactly the reason why, um, this technique is used by barista baristas. It's called, it's actually has a name. It's called the Ross droplet technique. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess some dude named Ross put <laughs> one drop of water into his beans. Every time you ground them. Really? Um, okay wow yeah so and uh and the research was done by it was a team up by a computational materials chemist named christopher hendon who teamed up with a volcanologist of all people um, a volcano scientist um uh joseph defect to to figure this out and it's not as weird of a team up as you think um, especially when you realize what you said brian which is that this is all has to do with static electricity because volcanologists know very well that volcano eruptions with the giant plumes of Smoke, um, they're made up of tiny little particles that generate tons of static electricity, and that's why, yeah, that's why you will often see um, lightning storms uh, in the plumes of a volcano that's erupting. Uh, I didn't know that, I always wondered that
2: because you see pictures of that all the time, and I'm like, is this just insult to injury? Like, ancients would have seen it as God's (laughs) wrath or whatever,
3: exactly. Like, (laughs) hey, sorry about the volcano. And here's some lightning. Yeah, that's intense. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: Um, uh, Claire's asking, can you actually taste the difference? I said it improves the flavor of the coffee. Um, I'm going to get there. And yes, you can. They 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 uh, they tested it out, and there's a there's a good reason why. So let me explain. Yeah. So the static electricity for the coffee grinding. The reason. Um, well Hendon the the material scientist he wanted to investigate how static electricity plays a role in the final product of coffee grinding had a suspicion that this might have something to do with it um coffee aficionados and fans and everything who grind their own coffee have been saying for a long time that adding a little bit of water reduces the static and that's why they did it is because um you can see all these videos of people who will spritz their beans before they put it through the coffee grinder Um, There's a noticeable – if you don't do that, you end up with like tons of coffee grounds stuck to the side of the grinder.
3: Yes, yes.
6: And so they always said, well, if you're going to – these people, super fans of coffee, they would say, well, you actually lose a a part of – a couple tenths of an ounce of the coffee from that. And you're trying to measure out your coffee beans for like a perfect cup, you know. And so they would say, well, if you do this, you get – almost all of the coffee grounds out very easily it doesn't stick and so they people had noticed that and they wanted to investigate and so they uh there's plausibility to it first of all one of the reasons why this works is that uh well espresso in particular requires a very fine grind right
5: Mm -hmm.
6: you have to grind those coffee beans up into almost a powder yeah and uh And what happens is the fine grinding of the beans creates a ton of static electricity. It's called the triboelectric effect. Um, And it's it's the parallel where volcanoes comes in because it's the same thing going on in plumes of ash, as I explained. The tiny particles of coffee they all bump into each other in the grinder. They're being ground up and, and bumping into each other very, very fast and it creates, as they're bumping into each other, they exchange electrons, which is how static electricity is formed. Like when you, you know, you rub a balloon on your head, which it, it's actually exchanging electrons with your hair and that's how it forms static electricity. There's a charge buildup in the balloon and in your in your hair afterwards because of that exchange. Um, so the same thing happens in a grinder and all these particles of coffee now are electrically charged and a bunch of the negatively charged ones will clump together and a bunch of the positively charged ones will clump together and create these dense um it's a it's it's just all these different clumps that are clumping together and it's not a very evenly distributed density of the grounds Mm. right and so when you push water through it it doesn't go through evenly and there might actually be chunks of it because they're clumped together that don't get very much water through it at all um, and so the the distribution's not as, as even and then also Absolutely. you can see obviously why the the clinging would happen on the side of the thing because they're all totally statically does. charged.
3: Yeah, because right? same thing, right? Like I pull it open the, the grounds fly out the statically charged ones but the other ones that stick to the side then I have to get something out to brush those out, and guess what? It sticks to whatever I used yeah, to brush those exactly. out. So, yeah, I'm totally using this technique. Don't know, don't know why I didn't think of it before, but that's brilliant. So, yeah, you yeah. use
6: a little. There's two ways to do it. You, if you have a little spray bottle, like a, one of those tiny ones, mm-hmm. yeah, um, like a
3: little atomizer. You have a little, yeah,
6: you can do just little. one spritz. It doesn't take much at all. Literally, those people who use a drop of water that works too, and it just increases mm-hmm. the humidity inside the grinder. And the reason that's helpful is because. Um, the moisture in the air, the water droplets from the humidity in the grinder actually absorb some of those electrons and help to redistribute them evenly inside the environment. And so static electricity doesn't have as much of a chance to build up. Okay. Um, Well, here's a question for you. If somebody has an industrial
2: size uh, professional grinder and they're outside, okay, and they're doing this in their backyard and it's a big one, it's the kind you use in a big kitchen. Yeah. I don't know for like a, commercial use and you're out there doing it in the open air and you're not adding and you're in a dry climate. You're here in let's say you're in Utah or Colorado mm-hmm. and you're not adding any of this water to it. Do you run the risk of a lightning strike? Hitting you in the way that the volcan- volcano <laughs> did.
6: Many a many a barista in training have died that way. Oh yeah, man. It's, it's that's it's like, learn, man, that's yeah, how you learn. That's how you learn.
2: But that wouldn't do that, right? We're not talking about those levels. Of, you
3: probably get the static yeah. shock though, potentially. Maybe. That's From true. Yeah.
6: yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. not. I don't know because it's the individual grounds that are being oh, charged, sure. right? That's it's right. Maybe not, not the you.
3: machine itself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm just I'm picturing these electrified little beans. They're not even in ground form yet. Right. They're just going and hurry up and get water on those things. But it sounds like it's not nearly that risky. It's probably just, no, you know. I don't think
6: so. No. I think you're safe. You might have some stuff fly out in the kitchen. You might have a little <laughs> right. cleanup to do or whatever. Yeah. just wear some goggles in case the beans fly out.
2: <laughs> Isn't it funny though? We have so many things as humans where we'll do a thing. Cause I, like they've probably been doing this for centuries. Right. Right. Um, because it, for whatever reason, got passed down that, yes, this is the best way to do it, mm-hmm. however you describe the reasons, maybe they're different than the scientific ones you brought today, but we do right. these things in these traditions, and they end up having this scientific basis mm-hmm. to them, and we didn't even mm-hmm. know we were adhering right. to people some- started
3: doing it because it worked without knowing the science right. behind why it worked, and yeah. so they just started doing and then they figured out oh here's why it works and here's why it helps yeah i love that's that some
6: of my favorite science to to read about and to talk about on our show and everything is is things that we've taken for granted but have never been experimentally shown and that's what is going on here so going back to what was mentioned earlier about the flavor uh the reason that they show that it can improve the flavor is because and consistency of flavor by the way that's the that's one of the big things is consistent flavor Um, is that, uh, when the grounds go through it, some of it, it it clumps up and it doesn't evenly distribute through all, through the puck. They call it the puck of, of, uh, grounds. Mm. And so a lot of the, there are like 2000 different chemical compounds in a cup of coffee and they're all coming from those ground up beans. And if you're not evenly pushing the water through it, you're not necessarily getting them all or in even. Distribution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's what they are saying could be used. That they noticed some other things as well as a result um, of their experimentation. They noticed that light roasted beans were less likely had a less of a static charge than dark roasted beans, um, and that makes sense if you think about it. Dark roast. The reason a dark roast is a dark roast is because it's been roasted for longer. They're the same beans, or they can be the same beans. They've just been roasted for longer, and so they're drier. Um, a light roasted bean has already some, some small amount of moisture in the bean itself. Uh, so, uh, it would, you'd notice less of this static problem with those types of beans and, um, and Yeah. So um, they were, they're, the one of the ways they try to sell this uh, to, to industry, this, this research, you know, you always have to justify your research if you want to get funding. Um, yeah. is, uh, <laughs> is that um, the industry, the industry, the, the like coffee association industry, I don't know what they're called, but they have an, a standard for making uh, espresso. But, and it's like these narrow ranges of temperatures and a certain pressure that the water is supposed to get pushed through the grounds and everything. But a lot of, uh, baristas and a lot of different coffee places—they don't follow this. There's no, there's not like a coffee police that requires you to use these standards. Um, so a lot of places don't follow the standards, and they're saying that this kind of lends credence to the idea that these standards actually matter, and there are measurable ways that um, setting standards uh, for for making this can actually create a consistent from place to place and from from coffee shop to coffee shop you can get a consistent brew if if because they're figuring out the science of why these different techniques work you know mm. do you know do we
2: have an answer as to why Starbucks burns all their shit why do they burn their beans?
6: <laughs> what's that about? they're just too hot water I think is that what's it? going yeah. on is that what it is their they're, water is just
2: too hot their electrons are out of control over there get your shit together stupid place yeah. Uh all right. Well, there you go. This is a th- I love this kind of crap. I love yeah. everyday science, you know? Like yeah. something why why does that thing do the thing it does right over there? I don't know. Let's fig- figure it out. That's that's way fun. Uh so having you here and talking about this stuff is always good. Tell me what you're talking about on your show right now all around science.
6: Well, the episode that we just released today was—I uh, was nervous about doing it because I've avoided this topic for a long time because it's really complicated. But I think we did an all right job with it, and that is, we we dived into some recent news from IBM about quantum computing, yeah, and uh, and some and some chips that they've been working on, and and some advances that they're making. And the reason we decided to do it is because quantum computing is not just like uh, you know, uh, a sideshow fun thing to watch companies do. Like quantum computing is a big deal, and it's going to affect everyone listening to this because it's go- It has the potential to break all of uh, of of uh, what do you call it the uh, encryption that the internet uses, um, data encryption. Uh, quantum computing possibly within the next ten years. Will will make modern data encryption obsolete. Damn! Really? They better get um, on to what's next. We have to figure out how to do it. And I talk about on that episode how that what quantum computing does and how it's going to make how it's going to break encryption.
2: Interesting. Um, I've been following some stuff on quantum computing, but not for this. I didn't. This hasn't come up in any of the stuff I've been reading. Um. So I didn't realize that was a thing. But I have been reading about how. I'm trying to understand why all quantum computers, the ones they show you a photo of, they yeah. all look like Andy Warhol chandeliers from the 70s. I cannot figure <laughs> out why they look the way they look. They literally are yeah, like yeah. in a room hanging a bunch of golden copper shit. It's usually very symmetrical and rounded and like something out of that devs show, which I guess was a quantum computer in the dev show. Um, yeah. That's what they were trying to portray. And they all look yeah. like that for real. And I still don't understand why. Why isn't it some beige case somewhere? Why is well, it this I'll give weird you, thing?
6: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, they have no reason to cover it, first of all, because it's just they're working on them in labs. Like, of course, yeah. They don't need the but, retail
2: uh, cover, for sure. Yeah.
6: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll give you the, the quick teaser, and then if you want to know more, you can go listen to the episode, which is a regular bit on the computer you're using right now is just a switch that's on or off, right? It's electricity is flowing through it, or it's not right right that's the zero and the one well the zero and a one in a quantum computer is is the spin up or down of an individual electron so they need very advanced machinery that is made out of very specific materials and held at very specific low temperatures in order to control an individual electron um so that's why okay that makes sense like
2: that. all right they just are you know I can't wait till they get to the point where they don't look so weird because they look like they look <laughs> fake they look like 2001 Space Odyssey set dressing. Yeah. It's just, yeah they're just funky uh, but anyway uh, check that out All Around Science wherever you get your podcasts Bobby this has been a real pleasure and I hope cool. your. you know Thanks. I hope your Christmas season is just full of miracles you know
3: yeah me too full of science too. yeah full scientific miracles. miracles
2: yeah go break yeah. some science and we'll talk to you next time all right Ryan,
3: we're back to... I want him to explain mistletoe. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why?
2: We, were, we were at an Ikea, and they had barrels of mistletoe.
3: Barrels oh, of... Oh, really? Yeah. Really?
2: Our local one over here. I think you've been to this one, in fact.
3: I uh, have, yeah. They I think have, that might have been the first one I ever went to. It's the one where uh, Fletcher and I <laughs> played around with some of the giant snakes.
2: Oh, that's right. There's photos of yeah. this somewhere.
3: There's photos somewhere from the first uh, one of the first uh, Nurtaculars where... Yeah. Yeah, but the Fletchers went to Ikea. Was it that you guys didn't have one yet or something? something Yeah, we hadn't had one in Colorado. We didn't get ours in Colorado until 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It seems
2: impossible that Utah got something first we never do. Right, right. All right, well, I'll take my wins when I can get them. Uh, That's going to do it uh, today. Now, after the show, when things just wrap up and there's a song, and you know how things go Mm -hmm. here at the end of the show, Mm -hmm. you're going to hear a special promo sent over to our, us by our pal, Stephen, it's major spoiler, Steven Schleicher. Um, he's cooking up a brand new show that's about to launch. Uh, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this. So check it out. It's about seven yeah. minutes long, seven 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 and a half minutes, something like that. And I will play it uh, uh, for those at home listening right after uh, our song today. So listen for that and check that out. And while you're at it, sign up on our Patreon at patreon.com TMS today and get all the cool stuff. All right. All the cool kids are doing it. So get in there and take some peer pressure from us and join us on our Be Patreon.
3: Be like the cool kids. That's right. Exactly.
2: Patreon.com yes. slash TMS is the place to do it. Uh, Brian, let's do a song. Oh, good luck on your dental appointment today. I hope nothing's got Thanks. holes in it or nothing. You know. <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. Let's hope nothing's got holes in it, jeez. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, it should be fine. It's a regular cleaning. And uh, listen, folks, as long as you go to your regular cleanings and you take care of your teeth in between times and... uh uh, all that, then your cleanings will be fine, quick and pleasant, and I'll be able to listen to uh, Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade talk over Steve Martin and Martin Short during that. Uh,
2: oh cleaning. wow, that's a room full of talkers too. Holy crap! It
3: is, especially Martin Short. Like, who is going to be talking the most in that episode?
2: Yeah, my guess is my guess is. Uh Oh, gosh. I don't know who will talk. You know what? Probably him. Probably Martin Short. He's going to talk to me. Probably up. Martin Short. Yeah. yeah.
3: By the way, when I was uh, doing stand-up in Canada. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, anyway. All right. Let's do all a right. song. What do you got? Uh,
3: MSG wrote in and said, please stop putting me in Chinese food. No, MSG wrote in and said, hello, Spanks and Bottoms. On TMS 2535, you discussed Eddie Murphy's party all the time which reminded me of this amazing cover by Thank You, Scientist. Hey, it's what we could call uh, our segment with Bobby. Thank you, Scientist. Mm. So I figured I should share it with the rest of the community. And if you uh, remember the original music video, I highly recommend checking out the video for the cover. Love, MSG. Nice. We love hearing from Madison Square Garden. It always makes my day. Mm -hmm. Uh, From the uh, single that they released in 2019, here is Thank You, Scientist, and Party All the Time.
4: Remember the first comic book you read? I I really can't because comic books have been around me for as long as I can remember. When I was a young kid, five or six, I remember reading collected editions of Peanuts and Dennis the Menace, these newspaper comics that my grandparents never threw away from when my mother and her brothers and sisters were kids. They were fun at the time and they kept me entertained, and for some reason they always smelled like peanut butter the collected books, not my grandparents. During the summer, my father would load the family up in the pickup truck with a camper shell, and we would take trips to the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone National Park, Frontier Days, family reunions. To keep my sister and I from killing each other in the back of the truck during these long treks, my mother would buy these three packs of comics at the local town and country. And if I'd done all of my other reading, you know, Huckleberry Finn... Little Women, The Hobbit. Then I could read Star Wars comics, issues 7 and 8 of the original Marvel series, or maybe a Bugs Bunny comic or Andy Panda. When my grandparents came back from a trip to Germany, they brought me a German language copy of Asterix and Cleopatra. And though I didn't understand a word that was written on the inside, the pictures kept me entertained for literally a decade until I found the English translation. When I was the ripe old age of 11, and you know how ripe 11-year-olds can be, I was on another of the famous Schleicher family vacations, and while stopped at a gas station, I somehow convinced my father to spend an entire dollar on World's Finest No. 271. Why did I have to have this comic? It was 52 pages, so it was like reading a book, really, and it promised to reveal the secret origin of how Batman and Superman became a crime-fighting team. Little did I know it would be nothing but excerpts from every Batman-Superman origin story from the last 30 years, cobbled around a weird plot about an android who thought he was a man and was hell-bent on destroying Superman. It did introduce me to the concept of the multiverse, which at the time left my head scratching, but I ended up wanting much more. For those who need the maths done for them, that $1 comic in 1981 would be the same as having a cover price of $3.26 today. That was also about the time I discovered Mad Magazine. Again, thanks to my grandparents, who kept my uncle's collection before he went and joined the Navy. I was occasionally able to get my mother to shell out a whole 90 cents for the Raiders of the Lost Ark issue, or Popeye, or whatever else Mad was parodying that month. Mad Magazine was fairly easy to access, as it could be found at the local Alco or the grocery store. These were lower shelf items, an area of the newsstand that kids could easily access as opposed to a high shelf item where heavy metal and savage sword of Conan and Vampirilla would reside. <laughs> if you ever got up on your tiptoes to snag a copy of one of those, Mr. Peak, the owner of Peak's grocery store in my small Kansas hometown, would yell at you for even thinking of reading black and white magazines that were aimed at adults. My friend Tim had a gold key trade paperback collection of Star Trek comics. Now, this tome was passed back and forth between us until he went to high school, and his sister got a hold of it, and I never saw it again. And that was about the same time that I got into reading pulp books, specifically The Adventures of Doc Savage. I picked up a first printing of the Bantam reprints at the Kansas State Fair one year, and the next year, DC Comics released Doc Savage No. 1 by Denny O'Neill and Adam Kubert. Since Doc Savage was a monthly comic... I knew I had to find out where I could get more of Doc's adventures. In hindsight, that series turned out pretty bad. And it started a decade-long promise of great Doc Savage comics that would ultimately try to bring the character to modern day and fail miserably. And now, in my defense, I didn't know where the series was headed. But it did lead me to finding comic shops in my area. I had a driver's license and an old 1976 Ford F-150, which was in pretty bad shape after all the family vacations, but it steered pretty good and the brakes worked, mostly. In and around 1984, there were four comic shops in Topeka, Kansas, three in Lawrence, and one I could easily get to at the Metcalf Mall in the suburbs of Kansas City. Not a single one of those comic shops exists anymore, and the Metcalf Mall was bulldozed and turned into a Lowe's about a decade ago. We'll come back to that later. Anyway, I would save up my lawn mowing money and odd job payments, and once a month or so, I would make a big loop between all of those stores with my friend Mike looking to find more comics. 1987 was a great year for me to really discover comics, as DC Comics had just finished Crisis on Infinite Earths, which at the time totally wiped away all of the events of World's Finest 271 and promised to fix DC continuity once and for all. John Byrne had just relaunched Superman, Robin was about to die at the hands of the Joker, don't worry, he got better, and Wonder Woman was about to get a defining look thanks to George Perez. Each time I would visit the comic book shop, I was always finding something new from DC Comics. Adventures of Superman, Captain Atom, Doctor Fate, Justice League International, The Question, Wally West as The Flash, and so many more comics lined the shelves. In 1987 alone, DC Comics would launch 32 new titles and miniseries. A virtual explosion of comics. But what if I were to tell you there was a time when DC Comics had even bigger plans? When the comics were going to get supersized. That DC planned to launch 52 titles in one year. That that $1, 52-page World's Finest comic wasn't supposed to be the exception to what comics would be, but rather, it was supposed to be the norm. And what if I told you that grand plan came crashing down? That Detective Comics, one of the publisher's top three books, was on the chopping block. That word around the spinner rack was, this was the end of DC Comics. I'm Steven Schleicher, and I want you to come with me on a journey through this tumultuous time and how history repeats itself again and again as we explore the DC implosion.
5: Get more at frogpants.com. Directions are on the heavy-duty package.